Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Self-Mastery Radio. Master your mind. Master your emotions. Master yourself. Hosted by Robbie Cornelius. Welcome to Self Mastery Radio. So I'm about to introduce you to somebody that I met about probably 13, 14 years ago. I know it's been over a decade. And since that time, you know, I've seen this individual from afar just remain consistent in his ability to be positive and not only just be positive, to, but to also inspire others and to support others in their endeavors. He's a unique individual, in my opinion, a pure gem, if you will, because I've seen him in his consistency. Sometimes people don't know you're watching them and they don't know that you're observing or, you know, just keeping your eyes on them. But he's somebody I've seen just without really trying. I just saw that his his way of life was really consistent. He was always smiling when I saw him. He was always supporting people, you know, in person, online, and I guarantee you he supports people behind closed doors. And so the other day I logged on to Facebook, which I'm not on Facebook like I'm on the other platforms, but I log into Facebook and I see him. Uh, He shared a video and I listened to the video and I was like, I commented on the video. Look, you got to come on the podcast. Immediately, you know, we started talking about it. And here we are today. You know, I don't really, I don't really go out of my way to, <laughs> to really communicate with that many people. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a extro introvert. I like to stay to myself and I'm very particular about who I expose you to via this podcast, this radio show. So when I tell you that this uh, conversation that I had with this individual today was very informative, it was positive, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to to seeing what this guy does in the near future because I feel like his message can impact the world in a very positive way. I've always seen him as a superstar. And uh, without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Rent Jackson. Man, wonderful, man. Wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling wonderful, man. What, what about for you, man? What about for you? I'm, I'm feeling real good, brother. Welcome to Self Mastery Radio. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome oh, to Self Mastery Radio. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Here, here at Self Mastery Radio, uh, the whole premise of Self Mastery Radio started uh, a few years ago 
I'll say 2012, 2013, when I was going through a pivotable pivotal, uh, moment in my life when I felt like the only way my situation was ever going to get better if I was going to take full responsibility over my life and, and, and change the things about my life that I could change. So ever since then, you know, I've been on a a journey to just share information that I've picked up along the way. And throughout that time, uh, I've had very few guests on the show because I'm very particular about who I interact with and who I expose my audience to. And uh, I'll say you're, you're – uh, you're not the first guest, but you're definitely the first guest from my local, from my hometown of Valdosta, Georgia. Wow. And uh, I've never, ever, ever uh, reached out to anyone uh, from our city to uh, – most most people don't even know I do this uh, from our city. But, um, you know, when I saw – when I was on Facebook a few days ago and I saw – the consistency of your message and who you present yourself to be, I, I just I had to get you on and you know have you share your message. So I, I definitely appreciate you for taking out the time. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh man, that's heavy. That's 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 heavy, brother. So um, so tell tell the world, man, who are you and you know just. A little sin on a little bit about yourself, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, first off, man, uh, Robert, thank you for allowing me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, thank you for seeing something in my message and saying something in me. Um, that's, that's huge to come from you. You know, it, it, it really is. Uh, so who is Milton Jackson? Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Milton Jackson is just a man learning to become a man. That's, that's, that's it. You know, my, my whole thing is I just want to inspire people, man. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to put out as much good as I can while I can for as long as I can. That's, that's it. That's all I want to do. If, mm. if, if, I, if I can help, if I can inspire, um, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I, I think the, the world has enough pain and fear and all the other stuff that we don't really want to do. We have enough of it already, and I don't want to add to that. I, I know what pain feels like. <laughs> That's right. I know what pain feels like. It is, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's okay to me because you got to go, but um, I think that's just a man learning to become a man, man. And, uh, he wants to inspire. He, I, I believe in family. I'm very, very big on family. Um, <laughs> even though a lot of our family isn't big on me. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm big on family, man, as you, as you know. Um, I have a five-year-old daughter. Well, well, she's four. She'll be five May 27th. So she's not, not quite five yet, but uh, this winter she'll be five, man. And that's my life. That's, 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 that's my heart, man. That's, oh, that's my everything, brother. That's, 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 oh, my God, man. I, 
Oh, that's your favorite thing for me, you know? Um, so you talk about, you know, the world has, you know, basically the world, by default, the world uh, has enough suffering, right? And, and, you know, so you looked around. And so what, what, when did this happen when you looked around uh, at the world and decided, like, hey, I want to be a beacon of light for people? Uh, I, I, I think, um, I might have been a child, to be honest. Um, let's say, we'll, we'll just say this, we'll say this. When I joined the military, even though I know it started before I joined the military, um, and, and I see it because of, um, and I have friends that reach out to me, uh, especially as of late, and, hey, man, you've always, uh, you know, I remember in school when uh, something bad would happen, you would always, you know, look at the positive side of it. You know, this, this is always you. We've we just been waiting on you to arrive, but we've always known that this is who you are. And I don't even want to say that in your mind, man. We have to go back and think of times where, I never allowed people around me to bully anybody. You couldn't, I didn't care if the person was white, if they were black, if they were gay, if it didn't matter, if they didn't have any sh uh, uh, shoes on or if they were poor. You're not going to pick on them and, and bully them around me. You can do that around somebody else. That's but right. Not, not me, you know, um, it's just it's not my style. And then so when I joined the military, um, in my TV squadron, uh, when I got here to the movie, uh, I used to send out these daily motivators every day, right? And it was so funny because they designated my military career. Um, I was called the DD, the designated driver. And that's because I don't drink. You know, but I, I, don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't curse. Um, so want to go party, and I would always be the one, you know, would drive them so they didn't get in trouble. And uh, I'll never forget that one of the sergeants sent out a message. Hey, hey hold on one second, Rick. I want to make sure we get, you know, you, you know, your message is heard clear. I think it okay. might be breaking up on your end a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, do I need you off of the headset? And put it on speaker or what? Yeah, let's see if you can, let's see what that does for you. Okay. All right, can you hear me better now? Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right, so um, he, he sent out the message about, you know, I'm clogging up the servers and um, just stop sending this to the entire squadron. And so, you know, I don't like the rules for feathers. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. No, no problem. And I just would send it to my little, little people that I was working with. After a couple of days went by that I wasn't doing it, <laughs> the commander, Colonel Eunice, um, he was like, hey, and it's so funny, he called me rent money. <laughs> he said, rent money, <laughs> what, what happened to, uh, to, to the, the, the motivators? You're not sending them out anymore. I said, well, uh, sorry, I said I was clogging the service. He said, hey, listen. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff that clogged the service. We need that. And wow. um, so it was funny. I, I they the squadron. I didn't know everybody was reading them, and I was just sending them out, you know, daily motivators. 
um, from Bob Proctor. Uh, from man, uh, what do you know about Bob Proctor? Man, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's phenomenal. <laughs> man, you know, the, my if, if, you're not supposed to have regrets, right? <laughs> but if, right. I, if I have any regret, is that I didn't continue listening and following Bob Proctor. Man, I started. I heard. I, I learned about Bob Proctor back in. 99, 2000, uh, because uh, when I came, when I got here to move, man, I, thought, I, I got here February 28th of 2000, two days before my birthday, right? And, yes, man, I was in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> man, they, hey, they had listed me for a long. Uh, <laughs> they were going to arrest me. They took all my money. They were going to take my strike. Um Man, it was it was bad, man. Because I, <laughs> uh, I tried to be slick. Man, I'll be honest. You know, I, I knew I had leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, I was leaving New Jersey. Uh, so I just left Korea, and I was, I was back in New Jersey just visiting. And I knew I was supposed to be back in, in, at, at my new duty station, like January something, like January 15th or something like that. But, yeah, I didn't want Man, I had my friends. I had, you know, Young, I'm, you know, I'm chasing women. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give that up. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, man, when I got here, man, I was in so much trouble. Like, <laughs> God, man, literally, my my uh, LES is called a leave and earning statement. I I received it, and it was zero dot zero zero. It was like that for like two months, and I was like, oh my. Survive like this. Wow, that sucked. Like I have, I have any money. Um, you know, I was thankful that I was able to eat free. You know, at, at the child hall or the dining hall, and so um, I just, I just felt bad. And I was just, and I was like, this, I don't, I don't like this feeling. And so since I couldn't go, in, and I, I couldn't go anywhere, they, they, they said I couldn't leave my room uh, because they were trying to debate on whether they give me an LOR or just go ahead and completely give me the Article 15 or. Like I said, arrest me for AWOL. And so I told him, I said, well, hey, you, you can't arrest me for AWOL because I got caught in a storm. You know, a snowstorm was in New Jersey. I couldn't leave. And he wanted to say, but you knew the storm was coming and you decided to stay. I said, yes, I knew the storm was coming. I said, I'm going to be honest. The storm was coming, but I was still on leave at the time. Um, and when the storm got there, it lasted me on my leave, and then I stayed longer and longer. So anyway, to fast forward, I was in such a low place, right? Yeah. Um, and and I couldn't leave my room, and I didn't know anybody on the base. So I love to read, so I just kept reading. I just I just read, and I played little video games or whatever, and the video games got boring. And um, I came across some, some positive literature and um, – it was uh, Bob Proctor and uh, the guy with the dreads. I forgot his name. Was it uh, don't Michael Beckwith? Yes. yes. Yeah. So him, uh, the lady, and so I just I would just listen to them, and I I would read uh, what you know a lot of the stuff that Bob Proctor was saying, and he had this thing called the Daily Motivator, mm. and so I was like, wow. I say this is this is I like this. This is this this is speaking to me, mm. and so I would read it. And and what happened was, I didn't initially share it with anybody. It's just what I would read every morning, and then I'd go to work, and I would 
like perform my duties. I, I, I used to get threes in, in the Air Force, right? Threes and twos, they're going to put you out. Well, I went from threes to getting fours and fives. And so my supervisor and other sergeants and stuff would ask me, and a lot of the young guys would come to me for advice. They'd say, man, how are you walking around so happy like this and you're in all this trouble? I said, well, I earned the trouble. I said, it's the stuff that I did. I'm not going to deny it. It's okay. I, I can own up to that. that I did that. I did not report to my duty station. <laughs> So it's okay. You know what? They didn't arrest me. <laughs> they let me go. All they did was they, they didn't take my strike. They just took my money. I can make money back. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm learning new skills. Uh, it's, you know what? Not having any money, I don't get to go out and get in any trouble. Because I, know right. I, I, I love women, so if I had money, I'm going to go out and gamble. I'm going to do all this stuff. You know what? Every time something bad happens, there are two or three other things that are good that happen on top of that bad. Okay, I'm good. So they couldn't understand that, and uh, a couple of the sergeants gravitated towards me, and they was asking, like, man, where did you get all this positive energy from? And I said, well, um, I read a lot. I say, uh, and there's this, uh, I read this daily motivator, and one of the sergeants said, man, you should share that. So I shared it with him and his office. They liked it, and one day they was like, hey, man, everybody, you should share this. So I just started sharing it with Daily Motivator, man. I'll share it, and um, a lot of people would read it. I didn't realize it. I didn't, you know, you're talking about master, senior master sergeants. You're talking about the chief, mm. you know. Uh, here I am, just little E4, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, barely an E4 because I was almost an E3. <laughs> 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 they had all that paperwork I had to sign, man. They was going to take that strike, and for whatever reason, um, they didn't take my strike. One of the first shirts, uh, he sat me down and said, you know, Jackson, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we like your attitude. We, we like your approach. We like how you are being there for the young guys. He said, um, because you're doing that and didn't cause any trouble when you got here, we're going to go ahead and put your paperwork on hold and see what you do from here, from here on out. And, uh, man, I ended up, my uh, sergeant ended up giving me five. On my uh, EPR, my performance eval, and um, we ended up getting another shirt, uh, senior master sergeant Pitt, and he called me in the office about my my files, and um, he said, "Man, you 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 completely turned around." And uh, it's so funny, man. The shirt, the shirt, and Colonel Eunice, man, they used to walk up behind me, pick me up, throw me on the ground, you know, like. Um, you know how we, we horseplay, right? And, and yeah. We could be in uniform, and they do that. You know, people are like, man, that's, that's great. And, and they didn't call me senior Evan Jackson. It was, it was a rent movie. And you talk about the, the commander of our squadron would call me that. And uh, they spoke a lot of license to me, man. They really liked the the motivator. So, so to fast forward to where we are now, um, to, to have people speak that into me when I've spoken into them, it's just amazing, man. So I think I learned it then. I, I learned it for myself that I needed something positive spoken into me because I wanted to change. I didn't like being, you know, who I was. I didn't like going into a place and, you know, people not happy that I arrived. I mean, people be happy, yeah. you know. So that was, I think, one of the major starts. Uh, as a matter of fact, 
if I can find any of those that I have in some of my old folders that I got in the shed, I'm going to email them to you, man, and let you see them. That would be wonderful, man. That would be wonderful because uh, Bob Proctor, uh, ironically, when I when I decided to change my life in 2012, um, Bob Proctor was some of the first information I consumed. Oh, wow. That, yeah, and I still listen to I've, – I've been listening to Bob now since 2012 just about every day. Wow. Yeah, man. So a lot of not, – <laughs> not many people that I know personally uh, – you know, especially from the past, know anything about Bob Proctor. He's wow. a living legend, man. Man, he is. He is, man. And that's, <laughs> hey, that's the only thing that I, I think, man, I, if I would have just continued to listen to him. But for me, I'll, I'll say once, you know, when you, when you become so positive, right, and you, you're always looking at light and always the brighter side, if people around you aren't doing that, I know. And, they eventually bring you down again. Exactly. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. Speak on it. And so, I, and, and you don't, when, when, and I won't say that I was a people pleaser, and maybe I was a people pleaser, but when you love people so much, you don't like to upset them, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, uh, hey, hey, we don't want to hear all that positive stuff today, man. Let's. Do something else. And so, you know, you kind of get away from it, and then, you know, life does happen. Um, <clears throat> you know, I had some, some very horrific things. That I, I don't have a death trail. Uh, and when people who are close to me pass, I really take it hard. And so I lost a best friend uh, in the military. Um, we were very common in, in what we were doing. You know, he had a motorcycle, I had a motorcycle. He had a snake, I had a snake with the same height. <laughs> um, you know, he he was five nine. I'm five nine. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, man. Um, he ended up dying on his motorcycle, man, and uh, he hit a tree. And uh, I spoke at his eulogy, and um, it was just kind of sent me down. And and then you know, my dad and I was going back and forth. So so some some things happened, and my mother had a relapse, and so things happened that it kind of took my mind from. Well, where I was at in, you know, being positive and, and, and moving forward with things. And um, I stopped listening to my leadership. You know, I, I, I got a little uh, bullheaded, you know, a little stubborn. And it was unintentional, of course. But yeah, um, I can look back. I, I know what happened. was You can I see stopped. where you got off course at. Absolutely. I, I stopped. I, I, I dated. I was dating the wrong person, for one, because here I am, always with you know Bob Proctor, always with you know these positive books, you know who stole my cheese, stuff like this, um, you know rich dad, poor dad, and I'm sitting down reading this and I'm trying to share that you know with, with her and my friends, and they just didn't want that, you know, and they were real to me. You know, Brent, you make, you're giving me chill bumps right now, man, because this is exactly what I went through. Wow. Keep going. Keep going. Wow. Sorry to cut you off. That's all right. So, you know, they, they didn't want that. But, you know, you care so much about them. Yeah. Like, okay, well, and you know where you were at in a low place. And you're like, well, this is what helped me. 
look, let me let me show you this. Let me do this for you. Here, here. you you want to know why I'm so positive and why you know good things happen to me. Here, here, here. Let me show you. And that was one of my first lessons of even I try to share it with my dad. And you know that was one of my first lessons of you can't force people to do good, be good, feel good, or want good. Wow. And I didn't understand that at the time, right? So all of them, my best, my other best friend, um, you know, young lady I was dating, and you know, a couple of family members, they was like, well. You can't achieve that. You can't do that. And, and it was a bunch of, because, like, uh, who was it? it was between Bob Parker and then um, another guy, Carlton Sheets. It was Carlton Sheets, Bob Proctor, because Carlton Sheets was the real estate guru. It buy real estate with no money down. And so um, I bought his, co- his course and Robert Allen and uh, Bruce Berman and... Uh, uh, a couple more guys, right? So I'm trying to share this with them. And, man, I was telling my dreams that I had and what I'm going to do. And, man, Robbie, man, they knocked him down. <laughs> I know. Listen, bro, I I went through that same thing. Like, it's so crazy. You're giving me chill bumps right now because, you know, Rent, you know, when you met me, I was out there in the streets a little bit. Right, right. You know, I was. I was fooling. I was out there acting a fool, and I, when I came across the information that changed my way of thinking, I called a meeting with everybody I was rolling with. Wow! I called. I called a meeting. Rent the day. The day I decided to walk away from everything, I called a meeting. I said. Because immediately I started to feel a little guilty. I said, dang, I know all this information, and they don't. I said, so I know I'm about to go in a different direction. So I'm going to call a meeting, and I'm going to share this with my closest friends and my closest family. Wow. And give them an opportunity to go in the direction that I'm about to go in. I said, but if they don't take it, this is going to give me the permission slip I need to leave them behind. And not one person followed me. Now, I, I, I played this movie yeah. called The Secret that changed my life. It was called The Secret and had Bob Proctor in it and everybody. And, uh, man, at the end of the movie, everybody was sleeping now. <laughs> everybody was asleep. And I said to myself, you know, I'm not going to give up. You know, I woke everybody up. They left. And I would go around, I would go around, and I would try to share this inspiration that I had discovered. And I know people were probably looking at me because they were probably like, "Well, you don't have a pot to piss in, so how are you gonna tell me that I can have anything I want to have?" Oh man! Hey. <laughs> and so they probably was looking at me like that, and I and I and I picked up on it. And I made a I made a commitment to myself. I said, "Okay, I get it." I'm kind of like it's kind of like when you were a kid and the preacher used to come around, and he would come he would come in your mama's house or your grandma's house with the Bible, and everybody would run to the other room. And I started to feel like that preacher. I said, "Well, I get it. Nobody wants to just be force fed the stuff I'm I'm trying to share with them." So I get it. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna live by this. 
And the next time you see me, I'm going to have some tangible results that, can, uh, that you'll know that have only come to me as a way of following what I have discovered. And so that's what I did. And I, was, I, just, I just gradually left people behind me because I realized that even people that were good, good people, they just wasn't growing. Wow. I knew I, had to, I knew I had to separate myself because I saw so many good people growing up who were just good people, but they were just stuck. They were doing the same thing. They had the same thing. Nothing was progressing in their life. In fact, a lot of them started to decline. And I knew I didn't want to be like that. So I said, I got to leave these good people behind but, but use my results as a testament as a as a source of inspiration for them, and so ah man, when you talk about that man, I I totally <laughs> totally harmonize with that. Man, and listen, man, listening to you, hey, I didn't call a meeting, uh, but <laughs> I wish I probably should have, and um, I, I know I definitely should have should have uh, left a lot of them behind. And and I I made attempts to right, um, but hard. then they, they they hit you with the oh you're acting funny or <laughs> you know yeah. oh man you think you're better than everybody else and I'm like no I I, I don't and and they would love to throw um, the money in 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 front of you because like you know I, I was broke you know at this time I, like I said I was at my lowest points one of my lowest points in life I was broke and so I'm trying to share with them the, the, the peace, the insight, the inspiration that I've found and thinking about it. You know, it's, it's even my dad, and I'm like, Dad, look, you're not going to be making six figures your whole life. You're working hard. You can't do it your whole life. Look, take this, and look what we can do. And um, it just didn't happen, man. And, you know, they, they kept beating down on, like, my dreams and my goals. And um, over time, and being around the wrong people, right? And I, I didn't know anybody else because uh, I wasn't on social media at that time. Um, so I wasn't familiar with social media. I don't know if, if social media was even out during, during that time. But not having access to other people that were thinking like how I was thinking. I know. Hey, over time, man, it just I just kind of... Gave up a little bit, you know. It was like it was like okay, uh, you know, me and my dad going back and forth at it. My mother and relapsed, and um, you know, me and the young lady I'm with, you know, she engaged to somebody else. We we living together, but then find out she engaged and get married to somebody else, and we live together. So I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, was I, what was I gonna do about that? <laughs> Oh man, it's funny how we can laugh at some things like that now, you know, from the past. <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm talking about hey, and then you know it was so funny, right? Um, he had a girl name, so I always just thought that it was a girl she was talking to. Her name was Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, Shannon, he's so she's so funny, blah blah blah, and this is Shannon. So man, I I had no idea. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you know, you, that takes a while to heal and all that kind of stuff, man. So, 
um, as, as we looked at life and we looked at it and I just said, well, all right, we'll, we'll move forward. <laughs> um, so I was homeless, man. Um, I had a, let's see, it was uh, 2003, so I was part of this group called Poetic Magic, right? Love those guys. Love them. I remember Poetic Magic. Yeah, they gave me a chance to, to do my spoken word poetry, man. And that's when you and I had, uh, well, we didn't meet right then, but when we met, we was going to do something together. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so uh, I, when I when I came back here, because uh, then I had, I had a snake, I had a lizard, uh, I had a monitor. And so uh, one of the guys approached me, and he was like, hey, man, um, and I won't call his name, but I don't believe in embarrassing anybody. It's never my style. Um, if it's such and such, you know, fell on hard times and the place to stay in. I was like, oh, okay. And they was like, well, since you finna go to Vegas, because I had dreams of being an actor, man, and everything. So I was like, I have to go out to Vegas, see what I can do out there. And, um, you know, so I said, yeah, he can have a spot, and, you know, we'll just share the bills, right? So I'm sending him the money to pay the bills, because I'm thinking, you know, he's paying the bills, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> This dude here, man, so not only did I have to deal with um, this young lady that I'm with, now I'm engaged to marry somebody else while we living together, and I'm paying, you know, the bills in that house and in the house back in, in, in Valdosta here. He's not paying anything. He's talking the money, and I left him my car, you know what I'm saying, because I didn't want to take my car to Vegas. So. <laughs> wow. Man. And I had I an had uh, engineering job. I was working at... Uh, Cruise engineering, uh, right down Bay Tree. I was working with uh, uh, Randy Cruise, man, phenomenal guy, phenomenal guy. And he he, uh, he even paid me uh, for two weeks when I got ready to leave. So um, he wished me luck and said, when I make it big, don't forget him. And so, man, I get this letter uh, stating that I'm being evicted. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <And> wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm sending $450 every month. <laughs> so I, so I talked about Barker Realty, and uh, this guy ain't paid nothing. Um, then stole my stuff out the house, man. Um, my big lizard and died. Uh, he then wrecked my car, tore up my car. Uh, I, so I, I had to quickly fly back and <laughs> get a one-way plane ticket to fly back to that office. And I get back, man, all my stuff outside. <laughs> wow. The house smelled like straight. BS, uh, he gone. Uh, I didn't gave him close to eleven hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> don't know where he at. And uh, so anyway, man, uh, I didn't have a place to stay. Didn't have a car. Didn't have anything. And um, you know, just my default to go back to who I was. Uh, went back inside of myself and said, okay, well, we'll. We'll move forward. You know, we'll, we'll still keep going. I, I reached out to a few people I thought would help me. They all said no. Um, people that I had loaned money to and did for and said, rent, you're not working. How can you help me? How can you even think of me? And I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, I lived in my car for a little while. Um, the little money that I did have, I got me a little shade tree mechanic. He got the car running again for me. And I you know, go from uh, duck pond to wherever I could go, you know, and just sleep there. Um, I only had three pair of pants and a couple of shirts left that I had, so I went and bought me a few shirts. But long story short, I was going to, I was able to get back in 
Well, they would start school at GMC, the one that was in Capricorn, right? Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, kids and stuff, you know, people young, they're going to pick. Eventually, they're going to catch on that, hey, uh, you wear the same stuff every day. <laughs> so, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, um, it's easy to clean that way. And I just move on, right? And I go into the break room, read. Well, it doesn't take long for you to get back to your default, right? Everybody has a default. That's right. My my default after tragedy, after fall, or after something bad, my default is to always go back inside and stand up and be positive and push forward and the belief that I'm not this current situation. Yeah. That's my default. You know? Um, I didn't know that was my default. But <laughs> so what happened was um, I used to go into GNC and the manager there, I, um, I would just go in there just to waste time in between classes. And I would look and read all the little labels and, you know, people would come in and I would sell the product. And he would look and he, he would tell people, well, you should try this. I said, well, no. Nah. I said, you could try that. You know, don't get me wrong. That, you could try that. But it depends on what you're looking for. What, what, are, what are the results you're looking for? What's your goal? Because if your goal is to just lose weight, you know, all you got to do is just stop eating lunch. If that's your goal, you just drink more liquid. But if you're trying to put on muscle or you're trying to do this, here's a product you should use, and here's why you should use product. And the manager would look at me, and I wasn't applying for a job with that. And after a few weeks of doing that, he asked me things like the third week. He was like, hey, you want to work here? And I was like, no, nah, nah, I'm in school. I don't have enough time, you know. And really, that was my excuse. Like, I didn't want nobody to know hey. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have any clothes to come in for an interview. So um, one day I got him a huge sale. A guy came in, some of the guys from the military, and um, – you know, they do these PMs, promotions, and I sold a bunch of stuff, you know, and the guy was like, hey, man, you know your stuff. And so he bought the stuff, and he made a good commission off of it. He said, hey, listen, you need to come work here, all right? And that's when I had to go ahead and get it. Uh, he was like, hey, I got an interview for you. Um, you know, you show up, such and such time. And at this time, I hadn't received my uh, school check yet. So... You know, I already had to ask people, can I borrow some money? They said, no, I hadn't received a school check. So I'm still with these same three pants and these same little black and white T-shirts. <laughs> and it was the jogging pants. I had a smoke gray, light gray, and black. You know, the jogging pants that had the cargo pockets in them. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's all I had. And so finally, um, he was like, again, you, you start. Uh, he said, matter of fact, we already had interviews. He was like, I need you to come up here. Saturday, and I'm going to train you on how to use the register and how to do all this and all this other stuff. And that's what I just had to tell him. I said, well, um, can I just, you know, he said, you need to come in khakis and a white shirt and dress me. I'll dress you. And I was like, well, um, can we do this in about a month? He was like, why you want to wait a month? I said, well, uh, I'll get my, my school check and I can get this. He said, whoa, you don't have, I, I said, but I hate to tell you this, but no, I don't, I don't have anything. I don't have the, he said, look, here's $40. Go buy what you need. Uh, go get you some uh, $10 shirt from Walmart. Get you a $10, $15 pair of pants. 
You say, come here, uh, I'll give you, you come to the train, I'll give you a week advance and pay so you can get whatever you need to get. He said, where are you staying at? I said, uh, he said, I, I tell you what, I got an extra bed in my house. And there's a little house right here on, on, on uh, Latham Avenue. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but right behind uh, uh, Raw Boutique. He's like, look, I got an extra bed. He said, you can come stay there. He said, I already know what you're going to be making. So for the next three months, you don't pay any rent. <laughs> he said, just clean up what you mess up. And he said, uh, you, you, you can stay with me. And just like that, man, I got a job. <laughs> wow. I got a place, I got a place to stay. <laughs> wow. So that's a valuable lesson right there because I always, when I'm coaching people and they're either trying to get a job or they're trying to, you know, get a position in any establishment, I always tell them, you know, go to that establishment and show them what you can do up front. And, and, you know, whether you did it consciously or unconsciously, that was the method that got you in the door. You went there just, you know, to waste time. But while you were there, you showed that individual your value up front. So he was willing to do whatever it took to get you in the door. Absolutely. That's powerful. That is very powerful. So, you know, so that gave you the, the grounds to get yourself, you know, to put some – put a foundation up under you, so to speak. And so, you know, throughout the years, you know, what type of, you know, what type of mindset have you had to continuously cultivate in order to keep pushing through the obstacles you've faced in life? You know, um, you have to keep the same mindset that got you where you are. Um, my opinion, whatever whatever got you where you need to be, you you need that mindset. But then you got to go a little further. You got to go a little deeper in self. And what I learned, um, and what we talked about earlier, is that 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 push it 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 comes from the inside because not everybody wants greatness, right? Like I always wanted to be great. But I don't want to be great in people's face and say, oh, I'm better than you, I'm, uh, I can do this. No, I wanted to be great to show other people that you could be. Because I want to leave a legacy for my family. You know, I want to make my family proud of me. Because I, they, they, I was supposed to be the one that was supposed to be in jail, locked up, and all of this. Cause it's, once again, and not to die my parents, but it is what it is. They, they put me in a situation where a lot of people don't survive. You know, and I wanted to show something different, and so I'm hope I hope I'm answering your question. Um, I just kept searching for how great I could become and what I can provide for other people. I always wanted to help people. You know, I, I never wanted to hurt anybody. Whatever I speak, I want to uplift and give life. Um, if I, am I answering your question or am I not answering Yeah, you, you definitely are, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that the one thing that strikes me about you, I've watched you over the years from afar, uh, and one thing that continues to stick out to me about you is that you, no matter what anybody is doing as far as entrepreneur endeavors, if somebody has an idea, if somebody is on a mission, somebody has a vision, 
you've made yourself readily available to support that individual. You've done it with me over the years, and I've seen you do it with so many other people over the years. What what continues to give you that inspiration to just show people that you support them? Man, because, listen, <clears throat> this is one thing I believe in. When you do what you do and you do what you do that is great and wonderful, man, you inspire me. <laughs> like, it's just like, because I know my pain. Like, I know how, man, I know, like, off air, we'll probably talk about some stuff. I know the pain that I felt, man. So when I see people, like, living out their dreams, I know you broke that barrier. Yeah. <laughs> your family and your close friends. And I didn't do it, you know, because I cared so much about them and I wanted to help them and I felt so obligated to them that I said, okay, if I step out of my greatness, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to do that because I love them so much. So I'm writing a book right now uh, about that very subject. It's called Breaking Free from the Institution of Obligation. Well, hey, man, that is, hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so free right now. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm so free, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me answer that question and then I'm going to tell you how I'm so free. Right? <laughs> when, when I see y'all, you know, Following your dream, also I know what it feels like to give up on it or to, to have it taken from you. And I want to show my small little support so that you know, okay, keep going. Because you don't, I don't want anybody to lose their dream or, 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 or lose or miss out on their goals because I know that pain. That pain, I mean, I'm not going to say it's worse than death because I'm going to die. You know, but, but that pain... It's, 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 you lose your baby like that. That's, that's, that's hurtful. And I don't want anybody to feel that. And plus, when I see people do what they do, it inspires me. And I believe in celebrating life. And the only way you can celebrate life is to celebrate the accomplishments and achievements of others. And I know that the majority of y'all that have achieved something, you had to break free from something that was holding you back and you did it. So I want you to know that I've seen it and I believe in you and I believe in that. And I want you to keep going. That's power. That is powerful right there. Because most people don't understand, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet a guy back when I was rapping. This was probably 2009, 2010. I met a guy, I don't even know his, his, (laughs) to this day I still don't know what his nationality is. He wasn't black, um, and I don't think he's white. I don't know what he is, and he's one of my best friends to this day. But I, wow. I, met, I met a guy, and I've never asked him. Just I don't, you know, I never care. Um, but I met a guy that was ultra successful when I met him. He was all when I met him in like '09. He was already a multimillionaire. Oh wow! Already like, and this is when. He was probably, man, he was probably 24, 25 at the time, I think. Oh, wow. So he was already set, you know. And uh, one thing I noticed about him, he came up from the ground up as well. And one thing I noticed about him and I've continued to notice about other successful people that I come across on a consistent basis, a lot of them, when, when most people look at the results they have, they judge them based off of the results they have, and that can cause people to envy 
and to be jealous. But what I've learned from being around so many people like that over the years is that, first of all, a lot of them are, are first-generation multimillionaires. Second of all, you know, they're the first ones in their families to do it. Second of all, a lot of those people don't have someone rooting for them on a consistent basis. They're doing it on their own, and they don't have that support system. So what you're doing by showing your love and support for other people, you're doing something that's very needed in the world on so many levels because, I'm going to be honest and tell you, you know, as far as I've come, you know, I'm married now, so I'm fortunate to have that support in-house. You know, my wife and I tell each other that on a consistent basis. But outside of our four walls, outside of our home, we don't have anybody calling us and, you know, saying we're we're proud of (laughs) y'all. You know, we support y'all. So if it wasn't for us doing it to ourselves, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the the fire that we need to to keep going forward. So for all of my friends out there that are successful, and even the ones that haven't yet seen uh, their potential, I do my best to try to call them and be that inspiration for them. Like, hey man, have you wrote that book yet? You know, hey man. Uh, you know, just trying to show them that I support them. So I, that's that's one thing that I can say. I, I think you're rare. That's one of the things that makes you a rare gem on this planet. Wow. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you know. I mean, you probably know this because you are you, but consistently, without you knowing that people are watching you, you know, people that people are really inspired by you, um, you know, I remember you was one of the first people that, you know, big me up on the music when I was doing music. And I've seen you do it with so many other people. That makes you very rare. There are not many people walking on this planet like you today. You are you are a rare breed, and I think you should know that. Wow. And if, and if people do, like most people, if they do admire you, if they do admire somebody or if they are proud of somebody, they don't vocalize that to people. And I think we need to see more of that in the world. So for you, you know, that's why I want to introduce you to my world, to my audience, because I want them to know that there are other people out there like me that exist that are inspiring people. So, man, you know, I give you five stars for that, brother, because you, you've wow. done it for so many years. Wow, man. Hey. <laughs> well, hey, man, listen, man, wow. Uh <laughs> I'm about to inbox you this picture, man. I'm I'm, I'm literally taking this picture of my arm, man. And uh, <laughs> the camera is short. You'll see. <laughs> what is it? You'll see some chill bumps on my arm, man. If the, if the camera was short, I don't know if the camera going short or not. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's wow. Yeah, seriously, man, you you really uh you inspire a lot of people, and you know, I don't know if people tell you this on a consistent basis, but you're you're one of the best at doing it, and you do it so naturally, like you genuinely love to see people win, and there are not many people like that today, um, especially that we have access to on a personal level. We can find groups to be a part of online, but you know, knowing, you know, I, the way I feel, 
I, I feel like this, you know, it's my duty to be supportive of anybody that wants, that are courageous enough to have a dream and a vision right now. Exactly. I agree with you on that. So, you know, I know there's one thing, you know, um, that you do uh, a lot of, you know, you, you are really great at talking to the camera and, you know, putting yourself out there and sharing your joy with the world. When did this start? When did you start feeling like you wanted to, you know, video your messages and put them out online for people to, to view? Uh, that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. I, that's a good question. Um, maybe a few years ago uh, I, I, I wanted to, and then I kind of said, well, that's okay. Um, but, like, I would write a lot of stuff on Facebook because Facebook is probably my main uh, social media outlet and, and other people, you know, have been telling me that I'm to venture out into other social media and, and, you know, share a lot of the same messaging. Um, but I would get it from a few people that would say, hey, man, um, other people need to hear this and, um you got a great speaking voice, you should speak, you should record, you should, you know, start a podcast, start a YouTube. Uh, and I, I would get it so much, but I, I always felt like, well, you know, there's so many other people doing it, and they're way better than I am at it. I just, I'm, I won't do it, but I kept getting it, and um, I would see, I would see stuff that I just didn't agree with. I'm like, ah. I need to get my message across a little bit better, and, and I want it to be effective. I want it to penetrate. So I say, well, you know what? I got this camera. I got this phone. Let's just try it. Let's just put a couple out there and see what happens. And, um, you know, a, a few people liked it and a few didn't. And But I saw it as an effective way of communicating. And when I saw that it was – because I don't care about the likes – what I care more about is, is this effective? Is this helping this individual or these people? Is yeah. it inspiring them? Is it reaching them? And, um, you know, I mentor a lot of kids. A lot of kids that grew up like how you and I grew up, you know. And um, a lot of them was like, hey, Mr. Rick, you should record this. And, you know, when your kids tell you to do something, you, you tend to want to really pay attention to it. And um, then people like you that are, are extremely successful sort of saying, hey, man, um, I think you need to put more videos out. You know, here's why, uh, because we need it and, and, you know, we watch it and we're inspired by it. And that's when, you know, like you said something earlier, that I inspire people that I don't even know I inspire because a lot of these conversations came to me from people that I had no idea was either following my page or listening to my message or, or wanting a message. Um, I just I got a, I got a call a couple months ago, and this really blew my mind. You know uh, on Bemis, uh, direct auto sales, right there on the corner of Inner Perimeter and Bemis Road. Mm. Uh, direct auto sales, the owner, his name is Doug. I don't okay. know if you know him but um, Doug called me a couple of months ago, and he said, Rent, how you been? Man, it's been a while. I hadn't talked to you. And uh, I was shocked. He's like, man, come by. I want to show you something. 
You need to see it. And I, he, that mess, he called me right before my dad passed. So, you know, the universe you know, gives you uh, fives and clues. You have to pay attention to it because the universe knows what you need. And yes. I didn't know at the time when he called that my dad was going to pass and especially pass on my birthday. You know, I didn't, I didn't wow. know. So this is right before my dad got really sick and went in the hospital, and we knew that he wasn't coming out. And so anyway, when I got to his office, uh, he said, man, you know, shook my hand. He was happy to see me and, you know, talked and stuff. And he said, man, I want to tell you, you made such an impact on my life and what you spoke into my life. You don't even know you have saved my business. I was like, huh? Wow. He's like, he said, listen, man, the car business is tough. And he said, you know, hey, I just want to show you something. Go in my office. So I walked in his office, man, and I, I just, I, my, my jaw dropped. He had on his board one of my very first things, and I gave him that thing way back in 2005. And <laughs> here it is. Uh, wow. The, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, he had this thing posted on his board, and it's all dingy and dusty. So you know it's still fresh uh, <laughs> with my name and signature. And basically it, the, the, the thing, I got it on my vision board. And I told him, man, that's, I got the same thing on my vision board. And we laughed. We talked about it. And he said, man, listen, you're very powerful. I needed you to know that. And he said, you know, God just told me to just tell you that. And you need to come, and I need you to see it because of where you're about to go. He said, now it's time for you, and you're about to go. And I was like, wow. So um, the saying on the board, it says, uh, our thoughts have the power to manifest who we truly are. Mm-hmm. So, so then we must learn to exercise our thoughts so that we and we alone may be separate from the masses. Understanding that this war must first be fought and won within the mind, then and only then shall we achieve great success. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. 100% agree with that, man. Golly, that's powerful. Man, I just that that thing gave me so many chill bumps, and just to to see that and to see this this guy who's you know, he's had his car business forever, and for him to say that, I helped to save his business. And I didn't even buy a car from him because, as a matter of fact, I couldn't afford one at the time. <laughs> my, credit <laughs> was, my credit score was in the 300s. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know a credit score get that low. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it, you know, and I, I signed it, Rent Jackson, and it was uh, my birthday. You know, year 1977 to the present, mentor, speaker, author. And he looked at me and he said, that's what you spoke in your life. He said, now it's time to make it happen. And I was just like, wow. Man, absolutely. That's that's what I, when I came across your video a few days ago, I was like, man, I got to, I'm about to call him and push him. (laughs) Because the world has to hear what you have to say. And wow. I, feel like, I feel like your message deserves, it's great on Facebook, 
and it definitely deserves to thrive outside of the walls of Facebook as well. So I'm encouraging you, you know, definitely consider the other platforms out there, you know, and my goodness, put out a podcast. It's easier now than it's ever been in, in the world. Wow. Uh, and I can show you how to do that. If you need anything in that regard, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm nothing but an open book, so you can always call me and, you know, get me some and get some insights on it because you got to be recording, man. Like your message, all right, for instance, here's here's an example. So when when I stopped when I stopped doing music in I think the end of uh, 2011, I immediately jumped on podcasting. And at the time, all I was doing was trying to. I had a deep desire to just remember all of the stuff I was learning. And so as I sat outside and meditated, I would have these insights. And I was like, you know what, I need to record them. So I just recorded them and then just made it public to where people could find it if they were searching for something like it. And I remember the first day that I saw I had a, a play that somebody listened and I was like, "Oh snap! Somebody listening." And it was in another, it was in another state. I think it was like California or something like that. And I was wow. like, "What?" Because you could see the analytics, you know. So I was like, "What? Somebody listening?" <laughs> and then, and then next thing you know, I just kept recording, you know, kept recording. I didn't know if anybody was going to ever hear it. And next thing you know, the audience just kept growing and growing and growing, and. uh you know, for instance, right now people are going to hear your message in countries that we probably can't even pronounce because, mm. yeah, because the audience is so, it, they're everywhere. You know, I, I talked to a young lady. I talked to a young lady. She's probably going to listen to this episode. Um, but she is from, I don't know where she's from. She is from, I can't remember right now, but she's from another country. And I was just blown away. I said, how long have you been listening to the show? She was like, I don't know. I think like two or three years. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, two or three years. And all I'm doing is sharing my ideas out there. And I think that when I first got online, you know, because I started doing the music. That's how I got shows in other cities. I put my music on the Internet. And people found it and offered me to come out and do shows. And I was like, really? <laughs> you know, they were talking about, I'm from Valdosta, right? So when somebody reached out to me and asked me how much would I charge them to throw a show, I was like, hold up, somebody want to pay me money? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, $1,000. <laughs> you know, they were like, really? <laughs> and they said, you know, I had a show, and I started doing shows all over the United States. And uh, it all happened off of the, you know, just having the courage to put my message out there on the Internet. So I have no doubt in my mind that if you put your message out there for the world to consume, it's, a, it's only a matter of time before, you know, you're the, you're the Les Brown and the Bob Proctor that people are talking about. Wow. So I'm I'm encouraging you to do that. What, what, I know we got to go. We're going over an hour now, but there's several things, a couple more things I want to ask you about. So I know that you do, I see that you do the cold showers. 
<laughs> so talk about that. What's the method behind that? Because I've heard a lot of science behind it. Could you share with us, you know, how did you get into it and why did you do it? All right. Uh, well, for me, um, it was it was one of those things going through a, a dark place, you know. Um, I was going through a dark time. My, my grandmother passed away. My sister passed away. Uh, they kept calling saying, hey, you know, your dad's going to die. And it was like, okay, so I'm, I'm running back and forth to Albany, you know, every day thinking, okay, or every week, you know, is this, is, is, is this it? You know, is this it? And so it was just all this this, this, this pressure and this, this, it's just breaking me down because I've been trying to build this relationship with my dad forever. And it's just like no matter what I've done, he didn't want the relationship. And so that was eating away at me like, okay, is he going to be before he becomes my best friend? I, I don't want that to happen. You know, people will say, well, you're grown, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm grown and I take care of myself, but I still just want that relationship with my dad before he passed. So it was that was going on. And, uh, you know, you look at some of your friends uh, that, you know, they have achieved some things and they, that you haven't achieved and then they have issues with, you know, uh, the woman you're dating and, um, you know, stuff just back and forth and, and, you know, everybody's expecting you to be this guy and there's this pressure from this and then you, you know, everybody's got the issues and the problems. They're calling you and you're paying this bill for this person, paying that bill for this person. Nobody's paying you back. They people stealing money from you. And so... It was a bunch of stuff going on that I was like, you know what? I know why this happened. It's happening because I'm strong enough to handle it, so I embrace it and I welcome it all. But I need some help. <laughs> and I acknowledge that I need some help, so I'm like, okay, what can I do to, you know, speed this up, to, to, to get stronger? Because I'm, and mentally, my mind is in the right spot. No, my body was in the right spot. I said, my body was in the right spot, my mind is. And uh, the day I started doing my cold showers was the day after Christmas. It was December 26th. That December 25th, um, a, a well, that, that year, that, you know, a tremendous amount of money had been stolen from me. Yeah, it's a tremendous, tremendous amount of money for me. It was 14 grand. You know, and that put me, it was $14,500, and that put me in a situation like, man, I can't come up with this kind of money that quick, that soon. Like, I lost all that money, and then on the back end, I lost another $5,000. So you're talking about close to twenty grand that I lost in, in like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm trying to think, like, how can I get this back, you know, and get it back the right way? And so for Christmas... Um, I didn't buy my daughter anything. I didn't buy her not one single gift. She got over 20 gifts. Um, she got gifts from her mother, and she got gifts from my mother. And she was able to open over 20 gifts, and I watched her open those gifts, man. And um, She was so happy, and I'm like, man, Daddy didn't contribute to nothing. You know, Daddy lost all And she don't know what Daddy went through. And I, That's right. I, I would sit in my closet now with lights off and just, Oh, I was just like, man, how did I get to this point? I'm like, how can this guy that's so positive and, you know, support everybody, believe in everybody, how can I get into this kind of situation? 
making sense. Like what what am I missing? I'm saying I'm 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 missing something because I motivate everybody, I push everybody. Now why I can move forward. You know? And I said, I gotta do something. And my my daughter, she would knock on the door and I wouldn't go to the door and she tried to open it and um I put my foot to the door so she can come in and um, you know, she stand on the outside crying so I said, no, I can't do this. So I opened the door, and I, I hugged her, and I said, baby, I said, you're too young to understand this, but your daddy needs some help, and I'm going to get the help I need. And she said, I help you, daddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I looked at her, man, and um, so, once again, I'm going to share this. The universe, and that, and I, I hope the audience picks up on this, right? The universe knows what you need. That's so, right. I, need, I need to say this one. The day before, on Christmas, my family has never in their life, ever, called me the way they call me on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, they call me back to back to back to back to back. And it was my aunt, it was one of my favorite aunts, my two favorite cousins, my favorite uncle, my other cousin, and they was like, hey, we want you to come home for Christmas. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to just sit and I'm, I'm all right. I'm, no, we want to come home. We want you to come home. Then my cousin from, from uh, he was stationed in Seattle, he was like, cuz, I'm home. Man, come home, man. Let me, let me meet my niece, man. Bring Vaughn. I want to see her. And, so, I mean, they get that back-to-back, man. They gave me, like, literally, like, no exaggeration, like six or seven phone calls within the 45 minutes to an hour time span. And when I didn't respond, my other cousin called back again and said, hey, I'm home. So I got to thinking. I'm like, man, I'm getting all these calls. they never done that before. Is somebody about to die? Let me, let me go ahead and get my daughter together and let's, let's go home for Christmas. So I, I left and I went and took it home, right? You know, so we, we got in the car and we went and enjoyed Christmas. Well, like I said, the, the very next day, I was, I, I felt great. That one, I felt, made me feel good because, you know, for as long as I felt like my family really didn't care <laughs> about me. But, uh, like I said, the universe leaves clues. And so that, that, those conversations, those phone calls, the very next day I felt that I need to do something. I need to shock my system and I need to do something that's very uncomfortable right now. What can I do? So I wanted to shop myself with some electricity, but I didn't know enough about that. And I'm Googling stuff, and um, I seen this thing called shock therapy, cold water. And I said, okay, cold water. I hate the cold. I absolutely hate the cold. But I also remember reading something that sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do in order to get what you want. And I knew I didn't want to be in that state that I was in. I knew I didn't want to be that because I know that's not who I am. I'm not that guy. Right? That's right. So I was like, okay. I want to be better than what I am. I got goals and dreams that I want to achieve, but more than that, I want my daughter to see me as a superhero. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get in this cold water. And, man, I talked on that cold water. <laughs> man, I thought I was a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I jumped in that cold shower, man. As soon as that water hit me, man, in two, three seconds, I just went out. <laughs> oh, okay, my, my God. Wait a minute. Hey, hold on. I, ain't, I can't do this now. 
I say, alright, I'm good, I'm good. I said, I just spread some water on my face, right? And I thought, spread the water on my face, and I said, okay, let's try again. So that didn't work, right? I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Um, and then I was like, what am I doing? I said the C word. I said, now, I have taught my son and kids like a mentor. We don't use the C word. We don't use the N word, and we don't use the C word. So I just said the C word. I just said can't. Nah, I can't do it. I'm going to get in the shower. Fight, said bumper. And the, and the N word is the word never. So I teach my kids that I mentor. We don't say the N word or the C word. We don't say never. We don't say can't. We'll say something else. You know, we'll substitute the word can out. We'll, you know, it's something that really is, is hard to do and maybe un, well unable to do it, you know. Um, we haven't reached it right now. We won't say never and we won't say can't. So I jumped back in the shower, man. I got right back out. <laughs> I, got, I was like, man, I can't remember this at all. I said, oh, man, I got to figure something out. So uh, my daughter came. She said, Dad, you take cold shower? I said, uh-uh. <laughs> Dad, I can't hunt cold shower. So um, I said, uh, let me try it one more time. And she was watching, and um, I jumped back in, and she said, I, I called you. I called you for you know, uh, I'm, I got to say this because people may not know, but I had on swim trunks and my leg kind of stuff. So um, I, I got in there, and um, man, I stayed in there a good 15, 20 seconds, and she was laughing. Uh, she thought it was the funniest thing, and I, I was like, okay, I was freezing. <laughs> I said, oh, man, I, now this is just going to be tougher than I thought. And so I just kept doing it because I, I – I, I, I just kept doing it. I was, like, I was cold, I was shivering, and I had a cold at the time. So mucus just like running out of my, my, my nose. And, you know, I mean, um, the lady was like, well, you're going to get sicker, you know, because you shouldn't do that in the cold. I said, this is why I got to do it. So I did that for three days. Three days, I was just jumping in the shower, jumping in the shower, not scream, stomp, yell, everything for 30 seconds. And then when I got to 30 seconds, it's okay. Let's go for 45 seconds next time. And so I did that for a week. I would do it in the morning. I would do it at night. And then finally, I just said, okay, no matter what happens. Oh, no, no. So she was watching me the first day. It was, I think it was like a third or fourth day she was in there watching. And I said, no matter what happens, I'm not getting out of this water. I'm going to wow. two minutes. I, I don't care. I'm going to stay in this water. And I got in, and, man, it was the most uncomfortable feeling I ever had in life. I hate the cold water. I hate it. I hate it. I was screaming. I was yelling. I was jumping up and down, but I would not get out. And um, before I knew it, man, I did like two and a half, three minutes, and I said, okay, I'm going to do five minutes. And within a week's time, because uh, originally I was only going to do three minutes. I mean, I was only going to do three days for 30 seconds. But in a week's time, man, I was up to um, 10 minutes, uh, doing the show, up to 10 minutes. Didn't like it, hated it. The first three weeks, the first month, I, I, I absolutely hated it every time. But I hated the feeling that I was having worse. Like, I, you know, I, I just knew that's not where I was supposed to be. I'm not that person. Yeah. If I didn't become who I was supposed to be, I was going to be letting so many people down that 
needed to, like, I was thinking back then that I need to get my message out. I don't know how I'm going to get my message out, but I know why I need to get it out because there's so many people who feel like me and worse, and I need to get this message out. So in order for me to get this message out to those people, not let them down and not cause other people to fall into a depressive state like I have, I'm going to endure this cold war. And so mm. I endured it, I endured it, and I hated it, I hated it. But, man, then the magic happened, right? Like on the other side, and Will Smith said this part, on the other side of fear is, is, is greatness. Right? Because I fear the cold war, you know. And I didn't understand the science behind it right in the beginning. So I was just doing it to help me. So then um, at the end, uh, when I started doing like 10 minutes, and then on the weekends I do 20 minutes, man, the feeling you get afterwards, <laughs> that after feeling you get, oh, man, it's, just, it's like a high, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, it truly is. It's, it's, it's a high that I, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is divinity. You can think better. You think more clear. You, you see the world in a different light. And then also you're strengthening your mind even more. Yeah. And so here's a funny thing, man. Today is uh, five day 515 uh, for me uh, with, with doing my, my cold showers. Wow. Um, Congratulations, yeah. man. That's phenomenal. Man, appreciate it. It's your nervous system. And it, <laughs> it, it, it gets you out of your funk and the cloud that can, can sometimes hover over us sometimes. So that's that's powerful, man. Rick, I I gotta thank you for sh- taking out the time, man, to share your message with you know all the audience here at Self Mastery Radio. We definitely appreciate it, and I'm gonna go ahead and say I gotta invite you back on, wow, so that we can uh you know get you again in the in the near future. And uh, where, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, man, how can they find you right now? Uh. <laughs> right now, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, Rent Jackson, R-E-N-T Jackson, um, and I just recently started an Instagram. Uh, I think it's Rent Jackson Instagram. I'm not sure. Uh, then, is, is it okay if I get my email address? Or not? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, my email address is. Uh, <laughs> you don't laugh at this, but <laughs> this is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my email address is millionairerentjackson at gmail dot com. Oh no, I definitely ain't gonna laugh at that. That's power right there. <laughs> Millionairerentjackson at gmail dot com. Yes, and I check my email all the time. I, I like seeing the name millionaire in front of Rent Jackson, so I go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's power right there. That is power. Well, let's link up, man. I'm going to send this. Uh, I'll send you all the links and everything to the episode so that you can share it on social media and anywhere you want to share it at, man. I'll, I'll send you everything uh, probably by the end of the day, more than likely. Okay. All right. Man, I all thank right, you man. again, Rick. And I thank you, brother. I thank and, you, man. Uh, let me say something to you if I can, man. Uh, listen, brother, I remember when I first met you. Um, to, to say that this is what I saw for you, uh, I would be wrong because this isn't what I saw, saw for you. 
<laughs> but I did see you doing something great, and I did see you doing something powerful. I didn't know it would be to this magnitude, but, you know, if you remember, I told you, um, since you have a mic in your hand, you got to do something with it. You don't want the mic in your hand. You got to do something with it. And, man, wow, you, you have done something with it. <laughs> you have man. done something with it, brother. I appreciate that, Rent. I definitely do, man. You, you're definitely a beacon of light for me and so many other people. So thank you very much. It means a lot coming from you. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, brother. I wish you as much success as your heart can handle. Thank you. I really, I'm open to receive it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all. <laughs> Keep showering me with the gifts. I love it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, you enjoy the rest of your day, man. Stay present, stay blessed, and stay vibrant. Hey, likewise, brother. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.